computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Welcome to the IBM Keep It Simple Technology Podcast, where each episode we discuss technology but in a simple way. We keep the explanation simple, but what we spend our time on is emphasizing what this technology means to you and how you can best utilize this technology for you and your business. Your host, as always, Thomas Angleo. Welcome to the IBM Keep It Simple Technology Podcast. I am Thomas Anglero once again with another great episode with another amazing guest. And this guest is challenging me. I was brought up in New York City, had a lot of Italian friends. She's Italian, so I'm going to try to really impress her with my Italian, Italian dialect. Here we go. Our guest's name is Carlina Marani. Carlina, did I pronounce your name correctly or am I embarrassed? Yes, no, you did. That's fine. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Carlina. Uh, okay, no more no more Brooklyn jokes. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. And you are an expert in this area of blockchain. And that's what we're going to talk around. We're going to talk about trade lens specifically and blockchain. And those two words probably mean not much to many people. And what I first like to do, first thing I want you to do, uh, Carlina, is to just, in simple term possible, just tell people what is blockchain because everybody's heard of blockchain. Some people know that blockchain came from Bitcoin, and then they go, "What the hell? That what does that mean?" Can you just simply tell people what is blockchain and why should they care? Yes. So if you say Bitcoin, that's not a good idea. Um, it's crashed. No, no, well, because, because it's because it's crashed, but also because it's a cryptocurrency. So, um, of course, it's a it's a form, but it's not uh, uh, it's not what blockchain uh, what blockchain is. So, I could I could start saying all difficult terms like distributed ledger and and things like that. But if uh, you look at blockchain, it is a solution, uh, a technical solution that you use uh, to make sure that the information that is on the blockchain is trusted. Uh, so you make sure that if there's information or data or documents on whatever platform you build on blockchain, uh, you are certain uh, that that information, uh, that you know where it comes from, that you know who touched it. So there's an audit trail and that you know that you can trust it, and that you can um, uh, that you can uh, use it uh, uh, without any doubts uh, within your ecosystem or with your business partners. I think that's the, the that's the easiest way to explain it and to keep away from the 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 hard technology. Right, and 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 to emphasize the beauty and of what you said, and you said it very well, is that. In comparison to today's systems, there is that the, the lacks the transparency that is built into blockchain. Correct. Sorry, can you repeat that question? Absolutely, it wasn't a question. It was just more of a statement. What I was saying was to clarify what you were saying was that your description of uh, blockchain, right, is that it, it provides transparency. Yes. Where existing systems today don't have the transparency of blockchain. Yes, and more than transparency. The real trust because transparency is still not uh, going down to where the source was, who the source was, and where it comes from, and that's that's one of the problems when you say cryptocurrency, uh, because that is uh, even though they say it's blockchain, uh, 
uh, technology, it's not uh, the use of blockchain where you would have the trust and the transparency uh, that uh, that you would have in uh, in other blockchains. And I think that's a really important point. So you made already in the first few minutes, you made a really <laughs> important point. No, because, you know, a lot of us come from the Bitcoin to blockchain yes. uh, migration of mental thought. And it's really important for people to understand that here in 2020, when this podcast is being recorded, that that is association was wrong and they should no longer follow that train of thought. Yes. And, and going forward, they should follow the train of thought of how blockchain is actually being utilized in the real world, and and that's where we're going to go now, because people understand. Okay, they have a high they have a high level understanding about blockchain. Okay, it's open it's an open ledger. As I can see the who did what, uh, therefore I could trust it. Okay, got that. But now the people are asking, can you please give me an example of how this is used and what business situation? So I think this is the point in which we talk about trade lens, because that's well, you you tell us what is trade lens. And how is it used? And then we'll talk about examples of how it benefits people listening. So go right ahead, Kalina. Good. So yeah, the trade lens is one of the examples. I wanted to go with a with an easier one to start with, but this is good. So trade lens is um, a supply chain platform. So if we look at trade lens, trade lens was set up by uh, IBM and Maersk uh, together. Uh, as a start, uh, we are now slowly uh, getting all the big other. Um, ocean carriers on board um, and uh, the idea is that we can um, track uh, and make visible uh, all the information uh, around every container that is shipped uh, worldwide uh, so that is the vision uh, at the moment if we look at the ocean carriers we have on board uh, and uh, the information we have uh, we're looking at 60 percent uh, visibility container visibility uh, worldwide uh, and the vision is to get that uh, close to a hundred um, okay. let's let's just let's, let's just simplify everything you yes said. good so, so trade lens is is the well let's go back one step further, and that is that today's situation, well, the, the business model, the business environment we're looking at now is uh, um, shipping carriers, right? Can shipping containers, sorry, shipping containers. And you're saying that if I use your inverse, your number, 40% of all shipping containers, we don't have enough information to build it to track it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no. So if you look at how a container is shipped, um, yeah. uh, what you normally see is that, say, the container leaves uh, uh, Port of Rotterdam, where I am, uh, and it goes through uh, uh, one of the ports in Norway, where you are, and then it uh, goes from there, it goes to the U.S. Um, uh, you have so much information around that container. So it, uh, uh, it starts with all the documents um, that uh, the owner of the goods, that ships the goods, needs to give to the... Uh, the port, port authority or the terminals and uh, customs, yep. uh, for example. And then you get all the information that the carrier has on it and uh, it piles up. So what you see is that uh, if a normal container to ship that from Rotterdam through Norway to the US would cost like uh, $600 to ship, $200 of that are costs concerned with Documents, paperwork, shipping, information, uh, custom stamps, etc. 
so the idea of trade lens is to make sure that we digitalize that and we digitalize it on a trusted platform based on blockchain um, and that uh, you can track and trace uh, so that's the visibility part, uh, the container, but that you can also digitally handle all the documents, which would benefit, of course, uh, that the container would not cost 600 but $400, but it would also make people's lives a lot easier because now there are so many people involved that uh, in most of the businesses uh, it touches, the container touches, it still uh, calls other paperwork, sometimes even effects. Um, so, uh, to, to get that into the, the, into 2020, uh, digitalization stage, let's say. Um, so yes, I'm saying for 40% of the containers, we do not have that information on trade lens yet on 60%. We do have the visibility bit, uh, and we are slowly with every, um, port terminal, but also every end customer that joins trade lens. Uh, we're getting more and more information also about the document flow. Wow. So, so, so again, let's simplify this. So trade lens is the ability to track things that are being shipped on a container and it's this digitalization of the paperwork and also it's the simplification of the tracking and also the transparency where the thing has been. And yeah. I guess also in increases accuracy incre incredibly as well, correct? Yes, correct. And it increases also, it decreases delays. So, for example, uh, you can imagine that if you have a container with, let's say, avocado stuck uh, in uh, Dubai uh, in summer, uh, you can throw away the goods uh, after half a day. Uh, while uh, if you have a digitalized um supply chain at mm -hmm. that point it won't be stuck anymore uh, and you can't throw away the goods but you can sell them so it uh, uh, there also the delays get less and there also you have a, a big cost saving wow so i mean this is i mean i don't i'll try to simplify this again because this is this is a big deal yes it is this, because th this changes everything and i know everybody uses that expression all the time but what you're talking about is really the simplification of of the globe yes. in terms of how we distribute things, how we ship things, um, it's removing the complication of things. Is actually things making things more efficient. Things are being transported quicker. Yes. Um, is increasing your uh, revenue because you're not losing goods. The chances of losing goods, goods going rotten, things being lost, all those things are being reduced. I mean, this is like fixing the world's global supply chain. Yes, correct? yes. And that, that is the vision. And uh, uh, we are well uh, well on our way uh, as being trade lens. Um, of course, if you look at uh, the practical side of it, uh, you also need the whole globe to make this happen. Um, so uh, we are moving, and I think uh, uh, if you look at uh, the 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 global vision we have, we are moving rather fast. Uh, but we still are depending on so many parties and uh, uh, a huge ecosystem that needs to work all together. Um, mm -hmm. That uh, that it takes time, but uh, I am convinced uh, we will get there uh, uh, sooner than later. Let's say. Now 
let's go through a couple of scenarios because I'm putting myself in the shoes of people listening to this. Good. Because I'm all excited and I'm, I'm there's somebody out there right now. I can read their mind and they're going, this sounds great. And I'm and there's some companies out there listening saying that they have goods that they're shipping halfway across the world or whatever. They're shipping it internationally. And they're saying, great. Can how do I get the goods, let's say, that are being manufactured in Malaysia or China or wherever, or maybe just being manufactured in the U.S. And I need to ship it a couple of thousand miles away or 10,000 kilometers away. How do I make sure uh, who do I contact or how do I get my stuff to be shipped via trade lens? Because that way I actually can increase my profit margin because going the trade lens route um, is the most efficient, most profitable for me. Because I'm sure some people are thinking that. Is it that simple to think that way or is it not right to think that way? That, that depends on, on uh, what the shipper wants. So, yes, it is that simple to think if you would look uh, at a company that has containers with one of the ocean carriers we are already working with. Uh, and they uh, want pure visibility, um, then it is that simple. Then they can contact me or anyone else uh, uh, on the TradeLens uh, team, um, and uh, we can uh, uh, we can see how we can uh, onboard them. And once they're onboarded, and that's uh, uh, let's say a couple of uh, weeks uh, for uh, some companies, a couple of months for other companies, depending on uh, how much integration is needed. Um, and then they will have visibility on their containers. As okay, so you're, you're talking specifically now about the container companies, correct? No, I'm talking about if, if I say shipper. So that's that's a little confusing if you look at the vocabulary used uh, uh, in the whole maritime logistics. Uh, if yeah. we What we call a shipper is uh, the owner of the goods. Exactly. So the, that would be, yeah. in the scenario, that would be me, the person who... That would be you, made. yes. Yep. So exactly. so say you work, you ship all your containers, uh, be it through Maersk, be it through Seaboard, or any of the other containers that are uh, ocean carriers that are live on our platform. Right, the uh, container companies, yeah. right? Yes. Yep. Um, I would be able to onboard you. Uh, and uh, then from the moment you're onboarded, so a couple of weeks, let's say, uh, you have visibility through the TradeLens platform uh, of your containers and where they're going. So that would be the easy scenario. Okay, so I am a sneaker manufacturer. Yes. Or I make, or I make hats and I make them somewhere in the world. It doesn't matter because TradeLens is global. And I want to use TradeLens because of all the advantages, transparency, lower costs, um, ever. Oh, Jesus Christ, I don't think there's any disadvantages. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stop there because I, I, I'm, I'm in love with this technology. Um, so I would contact you or some, or some, would I contact you or a member, any member of the, is there a TradeLens website? Let's simplify yes. that for people. It's, it's very simple. It's TradeLens.com. TradeLens.com. So, That's not hard. No. So. So anybody out there who has is manufacturing goods or not even just manufacturing, anyone shipping goods, is that correct to say that? Anybody shipping goods, yes. And wow. and that's mostly the manufacturer because in the end he senses, so if you make sneakers, you're my shipper. Uh, and of course you can give it to a freight forward or, or any other company or trucking company that will move it for you. But in the end, you are the owner of the goods. Okay, and I apologize for the next question. Now there's the engineer in me coming out. Um, is the size, or I'm sorry, the quantity of goods, does that matter? For example, I am a small company. 
but I have goods being made someplace in the world for me being shipped to me. Let's say I'm in Germany. Uh, does that matter that I only get to make 500 sne- pairs of sneakers? Is that too small? Do I need to fill a whole container or does that not matter? No. So, so, uh, it, uh, at this point, it does matter. So what we look at the moment, it becomes, uh, an advantage for you or the onboarding costs, let's say we make, um, and the onboarding efforts. Uh, are doable. We're looking at companies that ship 5,000 containers or more a year. And I mean, if you, if you make sneakers, you do that. If you make 500 pairs, you'll probably ship them off by plane. Um, so what we see is the most shippers or, or owner of goods that ship on sea, they do fill a couple of hundred, couple of thousand containers a year. And if you look at the bigger companies, uh, let's say that you ship auto parts, so a car parts, um, you would easily ship somewhere between 100,000 and 400,000 containers a year. Mm, mm, mm. Got it. So I have a lot of smaller customers that, that say, listen, we have, what is it, 10,000 containers, 20,000 containers. Um, and it's very interesting uh, for us to know where the goods are. And what's that minimum number one more time, please? 5,000. 5,000. Okay. And but if you have 4,800, please give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> I give you a deal. No problem. Good. I give you a call or, again, go to tradelens.com. Tradelens.com. There you can, can link the website. Um, but uh, and, and, of course, on LinkedIn, you can find everybody that's, uh, that's connected to Tradelens. So. Exactly. And, and, and also, you said Trade Lens is young. So when did Trade Lens start? Be- because... Um... Well, the, the whole idea of doing a global trade platform started, uh, uh, I think, uh, more than 25 years ago. Uh, um, the European uh, Commission, European Union has been uh, trying to set this up. There's been uh, several uh, attempts to do it. Uh, but uh, And then we get to technology. Um, until blockchain technology really came into play, uh, the whole trustworthiness and, and, uh, let's say audit trail, uh, and making sure that the information that was on the audit trail was also true and, and you could, uh, you could check it. Um, uh, that, that helped a lot. So until blockchain came into play, there, there wasn't a technical solution to make this global platform work. I, I'm, I'm in awe because I, I feel like I just skipped one of the most important things of emphasizing, and that is you keep on talking about the word trust. Yes. And, and that's probably the biggest thing. It is. I mean, it's absolutely the biggest thing. So this is actually the implementation of a digital platform that actually puts trust into my business where I'm I'm just thinking of the expression from the United States. You know, um, somebody says, Hey, where'd you get that from? And the guy replies, like the person replies, Hey, it fell off a truck. We we have that same expression. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so that expression dies with trade lens because everything's tracked. When I, Go ahead, please. Go right ahead. I'm oh, sorry. At the moment that the end-to-end uh, information uh, of your sneakers, let's say, is on the trade lens platform, uh, underpinned by blockchain, of course, then yes, that that goes away, because then you track. You can track from the moment your sneakers leave your factory, and even uh, if you want to, 
you could also track, of course, all the material coming in from your supplier. So it, it goes both ways. Mm. Uh, so from the moment it leaves the factory until it gets to, let's say, the store that sells them, uh, you can track the goods and you can be sure that if you have all uh, the suppliers, ocean carriers and freight forwarders in between, they're using trade lines, you can track every step of the way. This is huge. This is huge because, yes. I mean, in society today, you know, trust is, is paramount because people trust each other less and less because, you know, um, a lot of people lie. A lot of people base their business online. But now when you actually say on your product that this product is 100% sourced from this place, and I can guarantee you that is not done this and this, you actually with trade lens, you could stand there and actually you put down the digital paperwork saying, here is the proof. Yes. I mean, that is, that yes. is huge towards business models and new revenue models and establishing your brand or reestablishing your brand, correct? Yes, correct. It is. It is. And uh, of course, uh, it's not only trade lens. There's a couple of other solutions. If we look at, um, we're now talking about sneakers. Uh, but if you would look at food, for example, then yeah, you would look at food trust. Uh, so you can uh, you can also look at, uh, as I said, the, the part before your sneakers, in this case, the part before, let's say you make strawberry jelly, uh, where the strawberries come from the farmer, and then you can check what the farmer does with the strawberries, what he used to grow them if there's no... Uh, let's say products used that are poisonous, uh, mm. etc., and then you can track it until, uh, let's say, he makes jelly of 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 it, and then of course when the jelly is shipped, we can track it on trade lines again. So it it is used. It's um and and as you said, trust. Until now, there wasn't a way to anchor trust uh, in this whole process, and now with the blockchain technology, there is. It's, it's bringing honesty back into business. Yes. That's what, that's what Trade Lens is. That's beautiful. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love you speechless. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have, I have a new favorite technology, you know. <laughs> so much for artificial intelligence, quantum computing. I'm in love with Trade Lens. Good. And you, like, you can combine, of course, everything you just mentioned uh, you can uh, understand that if you have a supply chain solution as Trade Lens, and I just mentioned avocados, um, you can combine it with the IoT information you have, for example, from your IoT device in your container. Uh, so you can see if it's been fresh, if it's been um, uh, kept well, if it hasn't been, let's say, exposed to uh, as I, I gave an example of Dubai, it hasn't been exposed to three days of uh, of 30 degrees in Dubai. So you can can combine a lot of um, information or during the supply chain. And of course, afterwards, when uh, you have all the trade lens information, we do build dashboards for clients that say, okay, what can I now do with artificial intelligence with this data I'm getting? So, so to simplify what Carolina just said, I think it's really important. And I'm going to give a really simple example we keep with the strawberry. So what you're saying is a person, uh, a farmer, from the moment uh, they pick that strawberry, poop, they pluck that strawberry. From that moment, that one individual strawberry can be tracked with IoT, with all the technologies that we have today. It will be tracked from that moment 
all the way to the time it reaches your table and you have it in your hand, you're about to put it in your mouth. We can digitally track not just the journey, but also with IoT and temperature sensors and everything, we can track what temperature environment it was all along the journey and that it makes sure that it, was, it wasn't ruined because it was too warm or too cold. That is how amazing these technologies are today and is empowered by Trainlands. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Holy cow. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we know what we need to support in 2020 and 2021. Carlina Marani, do you have any last words now that you got a new uh, big fan in me uh, on your technology for this podcast? Any last things you'd like to tell anybody? No, well, the, I, th I think I uh, we discussed uh, uh, trade lens uh, uh, rather well. Um, I think the most important thing is uh, the digitalization part. So if I want to use some last words, I would say, uh, please make sure that you look at digitalizations in your companies, not only for trade lens, but also if you look at the situation we're in now um, with the schools, etc. Uh, I think we we talk about digitalization a lot, but we really need to take that step. And as you said, that will bring us uh, cost reduction. It will bring us uh, efficiency uh, and and trust. It will bring us trust. So um, my my call to action would be: uh, uh, please look at digitalization and and also implement it. And and to um, amplify what you just said, which is really important. There's a lot of companies out there who haven't moved to digitalization because they said, no, our company is based on trust and honesty. Uh, we can't move on. We're an old school type of company. But the whole, you know, the last 25 minutes that we've been talking, you've been talking about Trade Lens, how Trade Lens brings back trust yes. and honesty back into the business. So if companies who haven't digitalized because they've not been afraid, but they're afraid that the trust and honesty may be lost by digitalizing, no, no, it's actually good. Right. It's, it's, this is the reinforcement of your traditional corporate values on a global basis. Yes, that's Carolina Marani, Yes, you are amazing. Thank you. you. You you kept it simple. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I did. I hope I did enough. And you also made it incredibly interesting. A technology where people hear blockchain. What is that? Now people absolutely get it. And once again, if they want more information on Trade Lens, they go to that very difficult website. Say it again. TradeLens.com <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Thank you very much, Carolina. Thomas Anglero, thanking all you to listening to the Keep It Simple Technology podcast. Uh, please uh, like, subscribe. We're on Spotify. We are everywhere. And we will see you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye.